HWPG Talk Radio 1450. It's the Mel Taylor Show every Friday afternoon from 3 until 6. Coming up, Paul Rotella. He'll be talking about how Atlantic City needs a film commission. We need it here, pulling these TV shows, these productions. Paul Rotella, he's here at 5 o'clock. And coming up at 4 o'clock, Mr. South Jersey Real Estate, Larry Campbell from Balsley Lasco. And we are here with Anthony Catanoso of the famous Catanoso Brothers. And they, <laughs> I mean, sometimes you have to pinch yourself saying that the uh, Louis Prima and Glenn Miller and some of the, the biggest show, uh, show people of all time played that pier where you're spending most of your time. Yeah, it was an incredible spot for the uh, entertainers back in the day. Go right to the very beginning. What made you say, I want an observation wheel? How did you get the CRDA to say, great idea? When did that idea come into your head, and why did you decide that an observation wheel was going to be the future of the steel pier? Well, these wheels, these type of wheels, are, have been proven, proven very successful. And we originally started talking about it after we visited the uh, London Eye in 2012. The London Eye? London Eye, which Wh is a 440-foot wheel uh, owned by Merlin Entertainment, which is right along the Thames. That in, uh, must London. be the biggest in the world. No, it's not. Not anymore. At one point it was. Uh, but now the one in Las Vegas is 550. There's, a, there's a, uh, another 440-foot wheel owned by Merlin Entertainment in Orlando. So they're popping up. And there's a lot of wheels around our size. We're a little bigger than the other wheels that are in the country. We'll be the third largest in the country. Ours is around 200 feet, a little over 200 feet. Um, so most of the other wheels that are operating are 180 feet uh, in, the, in the country, uh, which you have in you know, uh, National Harbor. You've got one in uh, Myrtle Beach. You've got one in Seattle, Niagara. Those wheels are right around 180 feet. So ours is in that class. We're a little bit bigger. Our gondolas are a little bigger, climate controlled, heated, air conditioned, so it's year-round application. But we got the idea really uh, in 2012, and we said, look, we need an attraction, we need a wheel, and we need to become year-round. So our whole goal after buying the pier in 2011 was to gradually evolve into a year-round or, you know, part of it into a year-round attraction. Because that's what we need. That's what Atlantic City needs, that, and that's what we need. We you leased the place for Mr. Trump for 10 years. 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. We leased it for 20 years from Trump and bought it five years ago. So and then we, what made you make that move and make that deeper investment? Well... We never thought we could own the pier because the, all the years we were there, the, the property values and the assessments were so high in Atlantic City, the number was just too high. We could never justify it. But as things changed, uh, you know, the pier, uh, the Trump organization had decided to auction the pier off. And when we found out about that, we went to them and said, look, we're here, you know, and their minimum bid was uh, reasonable. We didn't get it for that, but we wound up getting it for a price that was reasonable. So it was a no-brainer to buy it. When we could have had the opportunity to buy it, we never thought that we'd be able to buy it all the years we were there because the numbers were so high. And then but, over time, you were using the investments and, and anything you could do to, one by one, start adding attractions to that right. amazingly 1,000-foot-long pier. Yeah, even with our tough lease over the 20 years, the lease was always one- and two-year leases, uh, we still reinvested. We still went out and bought rides and, and put money back in. So when we had the opportunity to buy it, we did. We put uh, several new rides since 2012 on the pier and have started the, uh, redid the buildings that were there, built some more buildings, <coughs> built some decks, and started the evolution of uh, trying to uh, really develop year-round attractions at that point. So the wheel is the first big move. And of course, if you take a look at Ocean City, they know that their wheel, their Ferris wheel, is a great big giant magnet for kids going up and down the parkway saying, Mom, I want to go there. 
your wheel's going to be larger. And that's a big part of having a large wheel that's well lit because it's a big, giant sign. Star of David where yeah. it just pulls people <laughs> in, right? It's, a be it's your best sign. It's your best, best visual for your park in most cases. So we, we're lucky. We have a couple high rise there now with the slingshot and the, uh, and the mix. But this will be 50, 60 feet higher than our highest attraction is now. So it will be a, a great draw. And you'll see it up and down the coastline. A few weeks back, there was some stuff in the paper in regards to the finances. It's always tough. There's ups and downs, and refinancing is very common. What's the very latest on the financial restructuring of the steel pier? Well, it's we're actually restructuring just one section of our debt, which is the which is on a, a one group of rides with a certain company. And look, Atlantic City um, steel pier is not insulated from what's happening in Atlantic City, so we're going to take our bumps. We've taken our bumps. But we've held on pretty good for 25 years in the midst of all this. But uh, this one uh, package of rides has to be refinanced because the interest rate's too high. So it's just like you want to refi your house. We need to refi these rides. So it's a little bit of a a uh, little bit of a game of chicken with sometimes with these finance companies. So if you just read the paper and you read it, it makes it look like the whole org is 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 in. Uh trouble but in reality you have them in different pieces right. and that's i didn't know that so. yeah there's 25 rides we're talking about a, a a package of seven of those 25 rides that we are refinancing and we're there's a deal on the table we'll get them refinanced so it's you know it, it it's part of business it's part of doing business and so we've done it over the years but you catch a headline like that but you know then sunday uh, not sunday but the thanksgiving day right after that there was an, another article that came out that was front page that kind of explained the things that helped. Well, out. Thanksgiving Day when Thanksgiving not Day. many people read right, the paper. right. So we got so it's it's tough. So when the deal gets fixed and everything gets refinanced, I'll, I won't get a headline saying you know rides are refinanced, everything's back to normal. Won't get that headline, but still, we know what the real story is. And to have Taj Mahal right there going through some form of bankruptcy, you know it's in a precarious position, and then right down the block a little bit, a couple of uh, five-minute walk, you have the showboat, then you have the rebel. All that foot traffic that would get pulled down the boardwalk, you got to enjoy that for quite a while. And the moment that rebel went down and showboat went down, and all of a sudden showboat didn't have all those kids, all those 20-somethings that would probably be living on your pier, it's like a perfect storm that, that set you back a little bit, but for you to be able to withstand that, that those, those body blows is pretty impressive. That's, that's the thing. Like I said, we're not insulated from it. And the biggest hit for us was probably Showboat. It was a nice family uh, market that was there. And in our exit survey show over the years, 20% of our market was came out of the Showboat. So there's 20% right out, out of the gate in 2015 that wasn't there that we tried to make up for. So those things hurt. Rebel somewhat because like you said foot traffic a lot of people walk down to see the rebel so brought them past our food concessions our game concessions some would ride rides but the biggest hit we took was showboat and hopefully there's a deal it's going to be consummated and it'll reopen let's hope oh you probably agree with the statement that a rising tide lifts all boats and the more the merrier so if the folks from um, the endeavor group they put some rides, family-friendly rides, the water park up there at the Atlantic Club, or if Glenn Straub does something down there at the Revel, or Josh Wallach is able to pull the trigger on his polar coaster, that's got to be good for the steel pier as well. It's all good. It's all good for the city. More the merrier. People ask me, are you worried about co competing, competition? I say, no. You know, Atlantic City never did better than when it had six piers operating. Yeah. That's when it was most successful. So... 
Now, Walt Disney had a heck of a time getting started just with his cartoons, oh, yeah. and then many years later, certainly uh, figured out to take all these acres and acres of orange groves and create this Disney yeah. uh, Disneyland. But I kind of view you, and I think um, I was thinking long and hard because I didn't want to blow smoke uh, up your up your skirt. Not that you're wearing a skirt, but the <laughs> the fact is is that you are a person that kind of can be put in the same bucket as Disney back in the day, where they looked at him, thought he was nuts for taking all these orange groves in Southern California creating Disneyland or Swampland and putting all these parcels together over the decades to create enough space for Disney World in Florida, the Gillian family down in Ocean City, the Maury's I kind of think that the Maury's played a big role at reinvigorating Wildwood. I believe that you could potentially tap into some of those tactics and do the same thing here in Atlantic City. Yeah, I mean, and all those families and, and players, they've been there for generations. Very important. I mean, very important to the city. And especially in Wildwood, the Maurice operation is a great operation, and it's, it's critical that they've been able to stay, reinvest, keep things moving there. Um, and with us, we still th we know there's a, a market in Atlantic City, and we think that uh, by doing the attractions we're doing and the development we're trying to do, developing our bridge, which we haven't talked about. You're talking about the bridge again. Now, the bridge is, is, is a 30,000 square foot uh, space between the building and the bridge that goes across into the Taj. So the Taj building, the casino, and then there's a bridge that goes over the boardwalk into on, the on, onto the pier onto a building onto the pier and so, what is it right now right now it's empty the bottom in the bottom we have a pub in one side and, a, and an arcade in the other but the top portions the two top uh, uh floors and the bridge that goes across the world right now is they're being looked at by two major tenants and either one would be spectacular for atlantic city year-round and a great draw family Every, draw everybody knows what that bridge is but have <laughs> they have no idea what's inside oh, it's it's it, it's the best it's the best space in the city the best the best views and it could be a phenomenal venue for a lot of different things. And you own that right now. We own that. And we what? have an easement into the Taj with that. Can I ask what, I'm assuming it's a, could be bar, restaurant, could be a little bit of a combination of all that. Uh, and the, the two the two companies that are looking at it now uh, bring a nice family, bring a nice family draw to that area. Perfect. That's, that's great news. And it'll tie in perfect to the wheel. That's that's spectacular. Speaking of the wheel, you had to go to Italy to find a designer and a builder. Well, what we did was we talked to several companies, but this one particular company who built the wheel that's on the pier now, our 70-foot wheel, uh, this particular company, Technical Park, that's the company that stepped up, stepped up to the plate and said, we'll give you what you want. We'll give you the size gondola you want. We'll give you the galvanized structure that you want. Because if you put something on the ocean, let's face it, it's not galvanized. It's really, years. you have to customize it, don't yeah. you? We, this, this wheel was really customized for us. So it it's here. It's all in the United States. It's all in our air custody and control right now so we've got the wheel here 32 containers so it's massive and it's uh it's beautiful but it they they did it the way we wanted to and they did it at a price that was uh way way more reasonable than these other companies that are out there is so it sitting over there in uh, eht uh no 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 it's uh, some of it's uh, some it's it's in williamstown actually we have a lot in williamstown where you got to be chopping at the bit knowing these big oh. giant containers and inside there is the future of your company and the future of Atlantic City. Yeah, it's, it, you know, we need to get it up. We're, right now, right now, what we're doing, we're jostling with some engineering issues on the foundation. But as soon as they're settled and we sign a contract, we'll get started. We, we could potentially see some of the summer with the, with the ride. I'm not counting on it, but I think the ride could make part of the summer. Once you get the green light to construct the wheel, what's the turnaround time generally? I know it's a tough one because you could find any type of issue to slow you down. No, we're, ta we're talking probably three months on the foundation and, and uh, close to three months on the erection of the wheel. So six months.
Is that true that New Jersey has really strict rules in regards to replacement parts for keeping your rides up to standard? Well, New Jersey's uh, ride regulations are the, probably the toughest in the country. If the but, company that created something for you goes out of business, what do you do about that? Well, there's, there's, uh, there's other companies that can take care of that. You don't have too many problems in that regard. But you can't do something to a ride or do anything to a ride unless it's blessed by the manufacturer and approved by the state, which is also a good thing. Yeah, and how about the zip line idea? Tell us so about that. Right now, we're, you know, we have our local approvals for a zip line that would run about 700 feet. It would go from the back of the pier down to the corner of the boardwalk and Landshark. The entire beach between um, Steel Pier and Landshark is ours on a redevelopment agreement for the next 25 years. So uh, we have plans for a zip line, a pretty exciting zip line. It would be a four-passenger zip line. You'd actually sit in it, so it's going to be more user-friendly than a hanging zip line where you would be in a harness. You'd actually be in a seat. So uh, a wider demographic could enjoy the zip line. It's visually appealing. It just makes yes. people go, I got to try that. Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to go out over the ocean to the, towards the back of the pier. You'll be running from 140 feet in the air down to the boardwalk. So pretty exciting. And when do you see that up and running? We're, we're hopeful that it's going to be up and running for this, uh, this season. And that's because an easier project. Somewhat. That's much easier than a wheel, of course. Uh, but, you know, nothing's easy in New Jersey. <laughs> what so. other, uh, what else do you have up your sleeve for the summer of 2016 at the Steel Pier? Well, we're going to concentrate on uh, doing some more events in our our two bars. One on the back, Ocean Reef Cafe, and in the front, the Steel Pier Pub. So more entertainment. We're talking to Anthony Catanoso of the Steel Pier. If you want to hang out, we got Larry Campbell coming in from Bosley Lasco. But thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Anthony Catanoso of the Steel Pier on WPG Talk Radio 1450.